The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. God be on my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. As we reflect on the story of the presentation of Jesus in the temple, we learn that the temple was, a literal, in a literal sense, the dwelling place of the Lord. In the temple, divinity and humanity embraced, and the human race was brought back online with God. But the sins of the nation had, according to the prophet Ezekiel, caused the glory of the Lord to depart from the temple. Therefore, one of the deepest aspirations of Israel's people was to reestablish the temple as the place of right praise so that the glory of the Lord might return. When Joseph and Mary bring the infant Jesus into the temple, we are meant to appreciate that the prophecy of Ezekiel is being fulfilled but probably not in the way that the Jews of the time expected. Certainly not through a baby. The glory of Yahweh is returning to his favorite dwelling, and this is precisely what Simeon sees. The old seer is a symbol of ancient Israel watching and waiting for the coming of the Messiah. Simeon knew all the old prophecies. He embodied the expectation of the nation, and the Holy Spirit had given him the revelation that he would not die until he had laid eyes on the Savior. What a promise. The reading from <coughs> Sirach affirms that honoring our mother and father in youth and old age honors God as our prayers are heard. I see so much of that around here. People honoring their families and their parents and those that they love. It's a beautiful thing. Caring with kindness, consideration, and patience. For as long as they leave, even if their minds fail, firmly plants against the debt of our sins, or rather brings us closer to God, as the sacred shines through their vulnerability and touches ours. That's a beautiful thing to remember when difficult times come as caregivers. In today's world, the challenge of caring is often great since family members are often quite far away, different cities, different states, even different countries and continents. We also have blended families we have families of choice, of those near and dear to us, even laying our life down for one's friends who have become family to us. Perfect example 
our faith community here. In a way, God chose a family for Jesus and Mary and her betrothed, Joseph, who was not his biological father, yet a loving parent in every sense, truly a blended family. And thus, they are the holy family that we honor and celebrate today. Yet Jesus will not have the opportunity to care for his parents in their old age, as Luke's gospel has Simeon blessing and saying to Mary that Jesus is destined to be a sign that will be contradicted and a sword will pierce Mary's heart. I can't imagine what those words meant to Mary. The cross will take him and hearts will be broken. The author Parker Palmer states that there is no way to be human without having one's heart be broken. And he notes two ways for the heart to break. Broken apart into a thousand shards of an unresolved wound that inflicts its pain upon others, or a heart broken open to hold one's own and the world's pain and joy. Two very different meanings for the same concept. The deepening heartfelt compassion, empathy, kindness, humanity, gentleness, and patience that St. Paul writes to us in his words. That comprises the second meaning of a broken, open heart. This expansion of loves gives cause for singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude, with hearts for God. We are reminded that where good seems most helpless and fragile is where God is most strong. It's really true, isn't it? God lies in those vulnerable and weakened places. Just where we least expect God is when God comes most fully. That we are living in heartbreaking and despairing times is an understatement. With wars and conflicts erupting across the globe, horrific loss of family members is real and stark. Climate change threatens our common home. Refugees, migrations, politics accelerate the disruption of families. For those in solidarity, reference to compassion fatigue is now common. Fata compassion fatigue has become common. How horrible. Yet in a larger sense of family can help us orient our healing and deepen our convictions for peace. Here I refer to the Lakota Native Americans and their indigenous concept of all my relatives that include the four-legged, the two-legged, the winged creatures, all of creation. We are all interconnected in our vulnerability and strength, in our vulnerability and strength. The earth herself offers her life energies even as she is suffering from the destruction of wars and increasing carbon footprints 
As the COVID threat continues, she is able to rebound when we pause from polluting and extracting. Can we care for our Mother Earth in her old age and thus for each other? That's another great question to ask ourselves. So may God hear our prayers for peace in our hearts, peace in our world, and teach us how to live in the tragic gap, what is and what could be, with faith and hope. To live in that tragic gap between what is and what could be, with faith and hope.